Hello and welcome to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird, because you never know what you're gonna find in the woods. I'm Chasne. I got the opening correct this week. Woo! <laughs> Congrats to me. Yay! I'm Sandy and I'm drinking. I just felt the need <laughs> to tell you that. I deserve a golden star. Someone email that to me. <laughs> Someone email Shazna a golden star. Please. Appreciate me. <laughs> I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. But we need more people to appreciate her, so email us. Yeah. I I think I deserve that at least. I, I agree. Okay. <laughs> How was your week? Um, oh, you know, it's uh I went to Regina to oh, yeah, see my did. friends. That was a whole lot of fun. Uh Friday night we went to this like bar but for food and um they had like arcade games, but most of the arcade oh, yeah. games were broken, so oh. that sucked. But then we went to a VR oh, virtual yeah. reality arcade place that my friend works at and that was heck of fun. I, like, honest to God, I would buy a VR headset, which is, like, $1,000. I would buy it specifically for the game Job Simulator. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> because you get to be a chef, and it's hilarious. Like, if there is, like, gameplay on YouTube, go check it out. Like, it's just so funny. funny. It was so fun. I could have done that for hours. No, off topic, but it reminded me because you said chef and you said hilarious and this, oh, my yeah. brain made this connection. So the other night I was talking to Sylvia. So she lives in British Columbia and she was checking out Tinder again because she was bored. Uh, so she's Relatable. like, I just saw this guy who looks just like Linguini from the movie Ratatouille. Oh my god. So she messaged him. The first thing she said was, dude, you look like Linguini from Ratatouille. <laughs> But at first, she was just going to say, you look like Linguini, and leave it at that. And I'm like, what if he's never seen Ratatouille and just thinks you're comparing him to a noodle? (laughs) Yeah, pasta. You look like pasta. I don't think he responded, but, like, she sent me pictures. He looked just like Linguini from Ratatouille. Also, that movie's great. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. I haven't seen that movie in years. I gotta watch it again. Yeah, on Saturday night, um, we went to a escape room Mm. and we actually got out yay it was so much fun nice i want to go to another one yeah that one was so cool because it was super immersive like like the one we went to nobody ever talked to us or anything like we were just in the room and had to figure out the puzzles well this one there's always someone listening and like zima and i were like whispering and he heard us (laughs) <laughs> but um they have like videos and stuff and like sounds and speakers so it's because you're you're locked in like an interrogation room um and there's like cops outside the door and like there's banging on the walls and stuff and like it was insane i was like that sounds like fun oh my gosh it was like scary but so much fun like thrilling it was very yeah. thrilling um yeah i would recommend that place i forget what it's called yeah. Is it in Regina? It is in okay, Regina. I'll just Google it. I'll um, figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, how was your week, Sandy? Ugh, I'm like screaming. So, uh, today, or not, well, this week is my week-long break. And 
I was supposed to email my, well, I, I still have time, but I have to email my professor and tell her my essay topic for my religious studies music class, but I have no idea what to write about. Also, it's like getting closer to the end of the year and you know, like that stress you kind of yeah. feel. So that's also been a thing. Also, I've been having a lot of nightmares and my mom and my dad and Seema think that it's probably just because I'm really stressed. Probably. Like it's been night after night after night. I've been having nightmares. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And, you know, last, not, not last week, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you gave me those Valentine's Day jelly beans. Yeah, that was last week or this week. Was well, it? Monday's episode. Okay. Because remember, we I was supposed to give it to you yeah. in the first episode, but I forgot. Yeah. So I gave it to you in the yes. second. Okay, yeah. so I forgot to give you a Valentine's gift. So I'm giving it to oh. you today. Oh. I mean, I just made them. Oh, those. Oh, those are so cute. That's so funny because I was just telling you how like cute these are. Um. So what they are is they're like little origami heart yeah, notebook or but bookmarks. They, but they're the... They um, look like the... Conversation hearts. Yeah. And I made them because we were talking about how they're discontinued, at least for now. So I was like, oh, I'll just make them. I love them. I'm putting them on the Instagram story as we speak. Yay. So those who see it will understand. Patreon later. exclusive. Get a origami bookmark from Sandy. Oh my god. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. I love making bookmarks. Like, it's... I have so many that... Like, I never use because I just can't use all of these bookmarks. But I love making them. Thank you, Sandy. These are so cute. And since we were just talking about how I never read, I'm going to start reading again. Yay! <laughs> like, even if you put them in a journal. Like, I have a bunch in my journal. And they look cute. They are adorable. Okay. So, that is going on the story. Um, uh, any shoutouts we have this week? I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> shout out to just all our friends yeah, and everybody who supports everyone. us and everybody who listens to the pod. Um, we are working on some exciting things, hopefully coming up within the next few months. And yeah, th- th- those are exciting, and you will find out what they are when they when they happen. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> eventually, we're we're getting there. Okay, we are only two people who actually have no idea what they're doing most of the time. Fake it till you make it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Sandy, would you like to spook me with some You bet I would. stuff. I am so excited. Do you want to introduce this week's topic? Yes. Okay. So, you said, let's talk about medical mysteries. And the first thing I said was, okay, sure. But then a second after I sent that message, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, it just took me a second because I was laying in bed watching Bob's Burgers as I do. And I just really wasn't in the moment. But then I was like, no, yes. Um, because I talked, I took a class in my first year. It was an abnormal psychology class. Mm, yeah. And we talked about this specific tale that I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. along with other things that I'll mention. So I knew quite a bit about it, and I wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be talking about the Dancing Plague of 1518. Ready to get down Maybe and just boogie. address that that is about 500 years... 501 years ago? Oh, yeah. 1518. That's a long time ago. That is a very long time ago. Um, What other things happened in 1518? People died of... 
just that's the measles. <laughs> or sixteenth century? Because we're in the sixteenth yeah. yeah. century. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, people died of measles. Oh, uh, oh, oh look at that. 2019. People, people are, are dying, still dying of, measles. of measles. Wow. <laughs> Get vaccinated. Isn't it funny not how <laughs> history repeats Like, have itself. you seen all those articles of, like, teenagers having to sneak out of their yeah. house to go get vaccinated? Like, what? Yeah. Make and it, like, honestly. I 110 make... support. Like, 110% support those teenagers. Make mandatory vaccinations a thing. Like, I'm at the point that I'm like, listen, I don't want to die. There's some people that can't get vaccines for, like, certain reasons. Yeah. So, like, do your part. But anyways. So the Dancing Plague, also known as the Dance Epidemic, appeared in what is now known as modern-day France. And the Dancing Plague started in July of 1518. It started when a woman named Mrs... Toffia, I think? Toffea? I don't know. Anyway, she just began dancing pretty intensely in the middle of the street. I mean... Same. I mean, she just felt compelled to go and dance in the street. She danced for about four to six days without a break, and about a week into her dancing, 34 people had joined her, and within a month, there were 400 dancers, most of which were women. So kind of keep that in mind for the rest of the story. Okay. They danced for a month straight with no break, and many people died from heart attacks, strokes, and exhaustion. Whoa. Yeah. Can you just repeat how many people again? 400. 400. Mostly women. Mostly women. Yeah. And no alcohol involved. And no alcohol. Wow. Okay. I mean, sometimes I get the urge to just go dance in the street in the middle of the night, but, like, usually there's alcohol involved. I mean, there might be LSD involved, but I'll oh, get to that. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Oh, okay, yeah, um, we'll see. So one report even said that the plague killed 15 people per day, but we have no way of confirming it or denying it, so we don't know. Mm-hmm. So believe what you will, I guess. I mean, personally, I could see 15 people dying per day if you're dancing nonstop for a month. Yeah, like... Most people aren't used to dancing that much. Well, like, think about it. There's no bathroom breaks. There's no breaks to eat. You can't drink water. Like, it's day and night, rain or shine. Is this, like, a peer pressure thing? Oh, my God. You know those <laughs> contests <laughs> where it's, like, you got to keep your hand on the car for 10 hours or whatever for as long as mm-hmm. like, the last person with their hand on the car yeah, gets the, the car. car? But dancing. I mean, I don't. What Except there's no prize. For? There's no prize. You just, <laughs> just dance for the, a month and die. The, the sheer like knowledge of knowing that you never stopped. Like I uh, mean, the pride. I guess last person standing. Woo. <laughs> so there are documents like doctors' notes, cathedral sermons that uh, state that like these people did dance for this long and they died, but the number of deaths was never recorded, so we don't know exactly how many mm-hmm. people died. So as noble people in this area saw that the plague was getting worse, they started getting concerned. Like, they're like, I don't want to just start dancing. Mm -hmm. So they took advice from local doctors. The doctors ruled out astrological and supernatural causes and labeled it a natural disease caused by hot blood. And from my understanding, what they meant by hot blood was literally hot blood. They're like, your blood's too hot, so you just start dancing. Mm -hmm. So, you know... Back then, they usually treated illnesses by bloodletting. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't do that this time. They were like, you know what the solution is? 
more dancing. They made these people dance <laughs> to cure this fucking dancing plague. Dance your heart out. So the the authorities even constructed a wooden stage for people to dance on, believing wow. that dancing was the only cure. And they paid musicians to make sure that everyone kept dancing. Okay. <laughs> They're like, just tire them out. It'll be fine. Uh, historian John Waller stated that not even a marathon runner could have lasted this intense of a workout. So not even a person who can run like a marathon just straight without stopping could have lasted dancing for a fucking month without stopping. Was the like original gal still dancing? I don't know. Did they eat at all? No. Like, well, you can dance and eat at the same time. I mean, sure. I mean, I think it's a choking hazard, but from my understanding... <laughs> I'd be there, like, handing out protein shakes. <laughs> but from my understanding, no. They dance just nonstop. No breaks. No nothing. <laughs> oh, so, uh, people have their theories. I'm mm-hmm. gonna read them to you. So, the first theory is food poisoning caused by a toxic and psychoactive chemicals found in yurget fungi. So, this fungi grows on grains, such as rye, that was used for baking bread. Yurgetamine is the main psychoactive product in yurget fungi, and it is structurally related to the drug LSD-25. Okay, so is that, are they saying, like, what happened, supposedly, one of the theories in Salem, Massachusetts? I'm not gonna say that word. (laughs) Massachusetts? Yes, because I can't say it because of that episode. It's the plague. Massachusetts? Yeah. Salem. Because so I'm pretty sure that was one of the theories that... Yeah, I was actually was... going to say yeah. that it was oh, linked okay, to okay. the Salem witch trials. So, yeah, it's a theory that, like, this fungi was growing on these grains. They were making bread and they were eating it. Mm-hmm. However, John Waller says that this theory is pretty unlikely because everyone was affected the exact same way. And when you take drugs, they tend to, like, not everyone is going to react in the exact same way. Like, even think about, like, people getting drunk. Some people are, like, happy drunk. Some people are sad. Some people are violent. Like, it affects everyone differently. Not everyone's going to want to dance. Yeah. Aliens. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Also, it wouldn't have lasted long enough to make people dance nonstop for a month. Like, Mm -hmm. that drug or whatever would not have lasted that long in their bloodstream. Mm -hmm. Uh, John believes that the dancing was stress-induced psychosis on a mass level. That area where people started dancing was filled with starvation and disease. Mm. So people were just usually just really stressed all the time. And the people were also very superstitious, which could have added to the stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and the theory that I kind of lean more towards because I talked about it in my psychology class was that it could have been a psychogenetic movement disorder happening in mass hysteria. So mass hysteria usually involves small groups of up to 1,000 people, uh, and all of these people suddenly exhibit the same bizarre behavior. The behavior spreads like a disease and typically affects adolescent girls. Hmm. Yeah, so adolescent young women, um, they're just more likely to be affected by mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. And it's said to be caused by psychological stress. So... I was surprised to know that this is not the first dancing mania outbreak. Sometime in the nine or not nineteen in the ten twenties, very long okay, ago. Okay, so a thousand years yeah, ago, eighteen peasants started randomly singing and dancing, disrupting a Christmas Eve church service. How rude! 
<laughs> then in 1237, a large group of kids danced from, and like, I'm so sorry, I can't pronounce these, but I'm going to try my hardest, okay? Danced from Erfurt, Germany to Arnstadt, Germany. So those cities are 20 kilometers away. And yeah, these kids were just dancing and singing all just randomly to the other city. Interesting. And they people think that that's where the Pied Piper legend comes oh, from. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, in 1278, 200 people danced on the bridge over the River Meuse in Germany, causing the bridge to fall. Hmm. Yeah. There were reports of the mania occurring between 1373 and 1374 in England, Germany, and the Netherlands. In June 24, 1374, an outbreak began in Germany and spread to different cities and even different countries, ending in Italy. In 1418, people fasted for four days and then started dancing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's believed that they were just so exhausted that they just started dancing. Uh, yeah. That's what I do when I'm yeah. exhausted. <laughs> Same. Uh, and then in 1428, a monk danced to death. Uh, and in that same year, a group of women were diagnosed with dance frenzy. So those obviously take place a long, long time ago. So I'm going to talk about some cases of mass hysteria that have happened. I was going to say today, but no, yeah. I meant today, like present day, like oh, yeah. recently. Okay. Okay. So let me flip this Interesting. page here. I, this is one of the cases I had to look at in my psychology class. Um, in 2012, 12 teenage girls all developed Tourette's-like symptoms, so they had, like, involuntary tics and verbal outbursts, and it appeared seemingly out of nowhere. They tested the school for environmental toxins and found nothing. Um, later, they were, um, being treated by the same doctor, and he diagnosed them with conversion disorder, aka mass hysteria. Mm -hmm. So, this thing, it started between, like, just a group of friends one of them started getting these symptoms and then the other one and then it just kept spreading. So, like, no, there was no way, there's no way to treat it and no way to know exactly this why. This is so interesting. Yeah. And then in 1962, uh, in modern day Tanzania, three girls at this boarding school started laughing. The laughter, <laughs> yeah, ended up spreading and affecting 95 students. So there were only about 150 students in the school, and 95 of them started laughing. You see, in journalism class, I was just trying to cause mass hysteria, but oh, instead oh, everybody right. thought I was just insane. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry we ruined that. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. So the symptoms lasted up to 16 days. Holy. <laughs> For some people, it only lasted, like four or five hours, which is still a long time to be laughing, but for a yeah. lot of them they lasted 16 days. That's crazy. Um, also, this was an all-girls school, oh, which is super interesting. Yeah. The epidemic ended up spreading to a village that many of the girls lived at, and in April and May of that year, 217 people had caught the laughing epidemic. Wow. My favorite one is called <clears throat> the strawberries with sugar virus. Ooh. So in 2006, in Portugal, teen girls loved watching the show called Strawberries with Sugar. What? Yeah. Hmm. So there was an episode of this show where it was about a life-threatening virus outbreak at school. 
After this episode, 300 students at 14 different schools all developed the same symptoms as the characters on the show. Oh. So that's difficulty breathing, rashes, and dizziness. The schools were forced to close and there was an investigation, but it wasn't a virus. Uh, it was mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's... Isn't that wild? That is. I love the, like hysteria stories. I mean, me too, because like, there's no way to know... Like, Isn't we can't it, explain it. Well, yeah, it's all, like, psychological, hey? Like, like, like way too psychological ang- for our understanding. The, like, the human brain is just kind of insane. Like, well, could just... you imagine, like, what you just go out there and start dancing, and I'm like, what the fuck? But then I start dancing? Yeah. Like, why would I do that? Yeah. Like, it's... I'd be like, Shazne, so it's fucking cold outside. There's so many factors involved. It's crazy. I yeah. love it. Like, for a month, and you can't stop. And then, like... Like, I love having laughing fits. I really do. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm sure I would not like it lasting 16 days. No, it's bad enough. I wonder how many calories I'd burn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they say that laughter makes you live longer, so you'll probably live forever. You know, um, someone told me that watching a horror movie burns about 150 calories. Mm. So we should just watch more horror movies. All day. Yeah. Because, like, it builds up your, like, adrenaline, and you're just like, yeah, yeah. So, like, a whole movie, yeah, you'd burn about 150 calories. Yeah, let's just watch horror movies. I'm down. All day, every day. As we shove, like, popcorn in our faces. Yeah. That's fine. It'll counteract. Yeah, exactly. And then you will, like, you know, you don't have to, if you watch a horror movie while eating popcorn, then you don't have to worry about overeating. That's true. Because you'll burn off the popcorn. We got it. Yeah. We got to figure it out. Yeah. All good. So anyways, yeah, mass hysteria, <laughs> wild, unexplainable. Though I don't think they use the term mass hysteria. I think now it is just called conversion disorder, yeah. but most people just know it as mass hysteria. So, so that's why I'm calling it that. Yeah. That's, and it's interesting how it affects teenage, or young girls. Teenage girls, yeah, are the most um, at risk for mass hysteria. Like, that actually... As we talk about that, it makes me think about so many different stories and legends or even TV shows about, like, young girls and, like, what happens and stuff. Like, like I'm thinking of, like, the the magical girl phenomenon and, oh, yeah. and like, uh, anime and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, hmm, maybe this is just a little bunch of mass hysteria among all the main characters, huh? Ooh, maybe. <laughs> well, I think what I found most interesting was the strawberries with sugar virus. Yeah. Because, like... Like, it's one thing if it was one student that's like, I'm getting the virus from the TV show, Mm -hmm. you know? But there were 300 of them. And they all went to, like, they were spread across 14 different schools. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Well. Too much to be a coincidence. Yeah, it was, like, and, like, the human mind, like, you can, like, think yourself into having certain conditions and stuff like you can think yourself into being pregnant like oh yeah make your body believe it's pregnant or whatever or like even like sicknesses and stuff and like uh, probably mental it was just so like i guess i could see thinking yourself like getting dizzy or having breathing difficulties but these kids were thinking themselves getting like hardcore rashes yeah and that scares me but like things like like, stress and stuff can cause rashes, yeah. too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, the mind is insane. Like, it, it's powerful. Yeah. It does a lot of stuff. It's cool. Love mm-hmm. it. 
great story. Thank you, Sandy. You're welcome. I am so happy I did that one. That was excellent. Um, so, I also have a strange medical condition thing to talk about. Awesome. I'm ready. Um, lesser known, but I found it interesting. So, in the 1870s, now, not quite 500 years ago, only like less than 200 years ago. <laughs> yeah. A hundred and like 30 years, 50 years ago, I guess. But whatever. Back sure. then. The 1870s. A long time ago. There was a group of French-Canadian lumberjacks who worked at Moosehead Lake in northern Maine. Maine. Ian keeps thinking that, like, I used to live in Maine. Anyways. That's weird. He's like, when you I lived li- in Maine, and I was like, no, I lived in Maryland. Maine is such a, like, random place. Yeah, or he's like, oh, your friend Dylan from Maine. Does he know we're talking about him? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we got some French-Canadian lumberjacks who were working in Maine. But they weren't any old ordinary French-Canadian men. No. These men seemed to have some sort of affliction that caused them to jump. Yes, it is called the Jumpin' Frenchman of Maine. The condition. Sounds like a song. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know. Uh, when I first seen it, I was like, is this like a band or something? <laughs> a band name? <laughs> the Jumpin' Frenchman of Maine. Oh, man. If this wasn't oh, an man, actual, like, disorder, <laughs> I would totally, like, start a band. <laughs> okay. So, a man with an interest in unusual disorders was witness to this phenomenon. His name was George Miller Beard, and he described the individuals, stating that they would obey any command given suddenly, even if it meant that they were to hurt someone that they loved, which is weird, but interesting. It was a sudden stimuli that seemed to cause the outrageous bursts, often jumping, yelling, and hitting. Beard said the men were suggestible and they couldn't resist repeating words, phrases, or sounds, or repeated movements. It was as if they were more than willing to obey somebody's every command. So a quote from George Miller Beard in his observations from 1880 say, One of the jumpers, while sitting in his chair with a knife in his hand, was told to throw it, and he threw it quickly so that it stuck in a beam opposite. At the same time, he repeated the order to throw it. He also threw away his pipe when rolling it with tobacco when he was slapped upon the shoulder. So someone came up and, like, slapped his shoulder, and he threw his pipe. Okay? Okay. Um, the two jumpers stepped... Oh, yeah. Uh, Miller called these people, patient people, uh, jumpers, which is, oh, weird, but... So two jumpers okay. <laughs> standing near each other were told to strike, and they struck each other very forcibly. Jeez. When the commands are uttered in a quick, loud voice, the jumper repeats the order. When told to strike, he strikes. When told to throw it, he throws it. Whatever he has in his hands, they cannot help repeating the word or sound that came from the person that ordered them any more than they could help striking, dropping, throwing, jumping, or starting. All of these phenomena were indeed but parts of the general condition known as jumping. It was not necessary that the sound should come from a human being, 
any sudden or unexpected noise, as the explosion of a gun or a pistol, the falling of a window, or the slamming of a door, provided it be unexpected and loud enough, would cause these jumpers to exhibit some, one, or all of these phenomena. It was dangerous to startle them in any way when they had an axe or knife in their hands. Ironically, since they're, um, I can't even think of that word, lumber, lumberjacks. (laughs) So, okay, so they weren't actually jumping, they were just like jumping at every command. Yeah, it was like a jump scare kind of thing, like the, yeah, when you get like scared in a movie and you're like, you know. And you just have an axe in your hand and you just like. Yeah, like they do a certain movement involuntarily, yes. Interesting. All right. So all of the jumpers agree that it tires them to be jumped and they dread it, but they were constantly annoyed by their companions. Yeah. Weird, hey? So, like, uh, any sudden outburst of loud noise or, or whatever, like, getting scared, basically, yeah. would cause them to jump and then un- involuntarily do some sort of action. If, like, a suggested action is the cause of the jump, so if somebody yelled, like, run, or whatever. They would run. They would run involuntarily, like, That's so interesting. Thought. Punch your friend. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's like, yeah, it's so weird. Okay. So, it is called the Jumpin' Frenchman of Maine Disorder. Or, yeah. Uh, this condition begins after puberty or during the teenage years and is more common amongst males than females. This, the disorder seems to be to have been common in the lumber camps of the region during the 19th and early, early 20th centuries. However, similar behavior has been observed in specific isolated populations in Louisiana, where it's called Raging Cajuns. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I will just add a little con- connotation for any comic book nerds out there because um, uh, Gambit, he was yeah. from Louisiana and he was called a raging Cajun. <laughs> but he, do- he doesn't have a disease, I don't think. <laughs> or not disease, disorder. Um, in Malaysia, it's called Lata. Siberia, it is called uh, Mariakit. As well as India, Somalia, Yemen, and the Philippines. Oh, which we have a listener in the Philippines. Yay! Hi! Hi! Like, hello, send us an email. Please. Or tweet us. Or someone Instagram please email us. us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. The involuntary actions are triggered by sudden stimuli, such as loud, unexpected noise, sudden command or gesture, and sudden physical touch, like a poke. The sudden stimuli can cause echolalia, which is the repeating of words or phrases, or echopraxia, which is the imitation of movements or gestures. It can also cause coprolalia, which is when someone involuntarily swears or uses offensive words or phrases. Hmm. If prompted to, the individual may even instantaneously do as commanded, like run or jump, even though they normally would not do so. This disorder may lessen in frequency as the person gets older, but the intensity of the response can also be affected by stress, fatigue, and emotions. Because of this obscurity and unknownness of the disorder, those who are inflicted are often teased, bullied, and made fun of, causing the severity and the frequency of the episodes to inflate, only adding to the, to the fire. Which is, yeah. Yeah. 
Not good. Don't do that. Don't make fun of people. That's so mean. Yeah, honestly. <sighs> Although the exact cause of jumping Frenchmen of Maine is unknown, it is believed to be a neuropsychiatric disorder, which is really just a blanket term that encompasses most medical conditions in neurology and psychiatry. <laughs> psychiatry, sorry. Because um, I was like, oh, a neuropsychiatric disorder. Wow, I wonder, like, what that is, like, specifically. Yeah. And then I looked it up and it's like, oh, that's, like, everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, the brain, yeah, that's, uh, that's I mean, it makes neuropsychiatry. Sense. Yeah, <laughs> Um, the startle reaction is a normal human response to sudden or unexpected noise or movement, but is in, is exaggerated in folks with jumping Frenchmen of Maine. It is possible that both environmental and genetic factors play into the cause of this disorder, but because the affliction is so rare, there have been very few conducted studies leading the exact causes, causes and mechanisms of the disorder unknown. A few theories have been proposed to explain the development of jumping Frenchmen of Maine. One theory suggests that such disorders are behavioral disorders that develop due to culturally specific operant conditioning. Operant conditioning is a method of learning a behavior based upon rewards and punishment. So you know how like you train your dog? <laughs> Awards and punishments. Very yeah. similar. An example of operant condition is children who learn that they will not be able to play until after completing their homework. In such cases, the underlying reasons why individuals develop the exaggerated startle reflex that characterizes this disorder is unknown. The lumberjacks did live in a secluded small community and were often considered shy, so perhaps the attention that they got from the sudden jerk movements was associated with positive reinforcement. Ooh, yeah, interesting. Because, like, if they, like, went into town and acted weird, people would pay attention to them. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The link between cases and familia leads some to believe it is a genetic disorder. One case had a father whose two sons and grandkids all exhibited the symptoms. Um, There's been other cases where it was, like, families linked together like like the french canadian lumberjacks mm -hmm. like they all come from very similar descendants so they're like yeah. oh maybe it's genetic mm -hmm. however some researchers believe that jumping frenchman of maine may be a somatic neurological disorder a somatic disorder is caused by a gene mutation that occurs after fertilization and is not inherited from the parents or passed on to children mm. cultural influences would met mediate the severity and expression of such a disorder in individual cases. As for treatment, there is no specific therapy for individuals with jumping Frenchmen of Maine. Eliminated the, eliminating the practice of intentionally startling and or teasing an individual so as the cause of jumping response can help to reduce or end episodes. In the reported cases, startle episodes corresponded with stressful situations, such as the start of work as a lumberjack. When affected individuals left the lumberjack camp, the disorder lessened in both sides. And then uh, this person named E.C. Bentley wrote a limerick, so let's Ooh, end this story off I love with a little poem. The jumping Frenchmen of Maine were often considered insane. Whatever you would say, they would leap to obey those excitable Frenchmen of Maine. Ugh, those Frenchmen. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I also, I don't, I forgot to look it up. But do you think the term jumpin' jacks come from the jumpin' lumberjacks? <gasps> oh my god. Someone email me. Let me know. Someone email us. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> oh my god. I'm going to be thinking about this all night. Jumpin' jacks. Jumpin' yeah. lumberjacks of Maine. I need to know. The French, Frenchman. I just liked that they were French Canadian. <laughs> I think that's why I chose. That's it. fair. I was like, oh, it's I mean, Canadian. interesting story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I'm very, I'm a very jumpy person. Sometimes Ian will just look at me and say, "Hey, Sandy," and I'll jump. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just were severely jumpy, like I don't severely anxious. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, they're. Because it's so rare, it's hard to say, but, like, yeah. it definitely could have been. Like, you'd have to look at a bunch of different cases and be like, what yeah. is the common factor here? Because, like, there's belief that it's, like, could have environmental influences, but mm-hmm. then there's also belief that it could be genetic influences. So, like... I mean, they also tend to go hand in hand. Yeah, they definitely can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, just after every episode, we will sit here just thinking about what we just talked about. Yeah, it's like, I just need a moment to process yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was good. That was a good story. Like, how we both chose old cases. Yeah, they're both about moving, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about doing, um, like, some weird sleep disorders and stuff. Mm-hmm. They've been icing this one. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's like more modern day medical mysteries also. Oh yeah, probably. That's for a different episode. Yeah. Um, there was this one article I read, and it kind of went into the case in Russia. But what they pointed out was that though we can't figure out the cause of like, um, this disorder, that there is the people that like to cause the disorder, like yeah. Be like teasing and stuff, so yeah. basically, asshole disorder. <laughs> wow, stop being an like, asshole. Yeah, I was like, that is so true. Like, these people probably wouldn't have, yeah, as much of a like hardship if it wasn't for all the assholes who were triggering it. Oh my god, honestly, god, I'm just having like flashbacks to my middle school days, right? Oh my god, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hard times, hard times. Yeah, I could just imagine kids going nuts. Yeah. If someone in their class like, had. Kids in my school would go nuts when they find out that, like, I shop at Walmart and not Hollister. So, just, like, I know. I'm mad. And, like, why? Who cares? Like, I was telling Sylvia this yesterday. I was like, honestly, if I could go back and, like, I knew everything I'd know now, I probably would just tell them to fuck off. Mm-hmm. I got sent to the principal's office, like, who the fuck cares? Like, There's, like, brands that used to be the cheap shit at Walmart that are now considered lame, uh, name brand. Like, are if, they? Is, is it, like, Hanes or something? Oh, Heinz or Heinz? Hain- no, that's the ketchup. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Hanes. It's one of those, like, you know, Fruit of Loom, Hanes. It was one of those, it might be Hanes, um, that, like, is, like, considered, like, name brand and cool to wear. Oh, is it? I'm like, are you joshing me right now? I, I say joshing. I joking. Are you joking you me? Up. Oh, I just remember, and I remember going to Hollister one time, and this was, like, 
back when it was still loud and stinky and dark. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I could afford to actually buy anything. No. Like, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can probably count on both hands how many times I've bought in, like, name brand mall clothes. <laughs> yeah. But, like, honestly, and it was all after I was, like, 17 years old, so. <laughs> yeah, and I remember just, like, crying because everyone would make fun of me and my cheap-ass clothes. Now that I'm older, I'm like, it's affordable and it's cute. Oh my god, you remember when everybody wore DC shoes and now I never even see them anymore. Oh wow, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Did I have knockoffs? Yeah. Oh yeah, knockoffs were my life. But to be honest, shoes was not, well, except for Uggs. Ugg boots I always wanted because all the popular girls wore them. But I never even had the knockoff I had, ones. I had knockoff Uggs. Like, I had knockoff Uggs when I turned 19. And I bought them myself. No, I had them... Like, to be honest, I love how cozy they are. But that's about it. Like, I wouldn't recommend it. Like, some people buy it as a winter boot. Like, that's a terrible idea. Like, I would wear them in the fall when it's, like, not cold out. But, like, I want my feet to feel comfy. Yeah. I don't even own winter boots. My my aunt got me some winter boots for my birthday two years ago. The pair of winter boots I have were, like, hand-me-downs from... A family friend. Mine, someone bought them for me because there's no way I could afford good winter boots. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're not, like, good. Like, they're good enough for me. Yeah. They're, like, Roxy Brown or something. Oh, yeah. But also, like, like neither one like of us are, like, working brown. outside or anything, oh, no. so. I mean, I'm just going to school, but I do love my boots. They keep my feet warm. That's good. Yeah. PSA, buy good winter clothes. Like, I just bought a winter jacket this year. <laughs> My aunt got me a good winter like jacket. I guess my aunt jacket. is just super worried about me being cold. She buys me all these winter <laughs> stuff. I mean, I appreciate it. Thank you. Because good winter clothes are expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, like, Canada goose stuff. Oh, people so we like, was just telling me about obsessed. that today. She's like, people here love Canada goose uh, stuff. But, like, those are meant for, like, minus 30 degree weather. And it doesn't get that cold here. In BC, yeah. Yeah, in BC. Try Saskatchewan where it gets negative 52. Yeah, here it does. <laughs> yeah. They look so comfy, but they're like really expensive yeah. jackets. So but next like, year I'm yeah. investing in ski pants. You heard it yes. here first. Anyways, thanks for listening. <laughs> I love you. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you kid about that? It's like, I love you. JK. It's <laughs> like, what? Um, okay. Ian's given the us the look. He so wants us to stop so we can game like, again. Yeah, he's like, shut up. So, um, yeah, check us out on Instagram at the Woods Podcast. Tweet at us all of your interesting questions or facts at Woods Podcast. Don't forget to email us, please. <laughs> you you can no, do that by typing in the woods podcast at gmail.com. Like you can just send us an email that says hi and we'll like cry about it because we'll yeah. be so excited. Oh my god, if you send me a picture of your dog. <gasps> send us a picture of your dog. Cat, like cats are okay too. <laughs> but like yeah. The but we prefer dogs, prefer... we're not gonna lie. No. I made that very clear in high school. <laughs> yeah. I don't really like cats. I'm sorry for your cat lovers. Like they're cute, but not my yeah, thing. Yeah, no hate, but like one known one. Yeah. Okay. Um, we deleted. I see. I got an email today saying that Sandy deleted the the blog because so. I updated my old blog, not our blog, my old blog. If you're ever interested, I don't know. Email us and let me know, and maybe I'll talk about my blog. But I have a blog, 
and I deleted our old one. So that's all. So don't go there. <laughs> yeah, don't don't check out the blog. It's well dead. because you were saying I don't know how to delete it, and I was like, oh, I wonder if I can figure it out. And there was literally a button that says delete. That's <laughs> so funny. Okay. So anyway, uh, have a good week because this comes out on Monday. Yes, it does. Have an excellent week. Stay warm, and we will see you again next time. Bye. Bye-bye.